Hey, everybody. Welcome to Better. I'm Julie Duffy, and joining me today in the studio where I haven't set foot uh, for several days, weeks, a couple weeks, um, is Dr. John Duffy. Hey. Hi. Um, It is freshly bleached in every way and alcohol scrubbed. I can't stop wiping things with these alcohol wipes. I feel lucky to have... (laughs) Life has changed a little bit since we talked to you last. So we are lucky to have our alcohol wipes. I carry hand sanitizer with me constantly. So last time we were here and I'm We doing... remembered today that we have this podcast that we should be doing. <laughs> and I'm drinking Diet Coke again. Uh, was It was two Fridays ago. Oh, I don't even know what day it is. Today's one. <laughs> No, it that's, was. That's, not, uh, that's another thing. Everybody I'm talking to, so I'm doing all these tele-sessions, nobody knows what day it is. They know it's not Saturday. Somehow Saturday seems to be a standout, but they're not sure it's not Sunday, and it's Wednesday. It was, um, oh gosh, a few Fridays ago, we had uh, that day gone to a doctor's appointment, out to lunch, and to Anderson's bookstore to buy a puzzle before we did the podcast. So that's we how long ago it was. Wildly, uh, we were <laughs> either was, wildly irresponsible. Well, it was right before or right as something had gone down and changed. It was a couple days after Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson had it. Oh, right. Because I remember we were still wondering if it was okay to go out for dinner. So restaurants weren't closed yet. No. In fact, we had a delicious meal at the milk stop. Well, yeah, I know, but to go downtown. But we, I think we had plans with friends, and then we're like, oh, no, no, we can't do it. Right. Um, so we were musing about whether um, George and his girlfriend, Lauren, and her dog, Lucy, were going to come out and stay at our house and get out of the city and have a little more containment. And we kind of concluded during the podcast that, no, that probably wasn't going to happen, and that might be an overreaction. Now it's day 12, I think, of George, Lauren, Lucy, Julie, and I all living together. So they came, oh, God. About 10 days ago. Yeah, on a Friday. So, yeah. yay, they decided they both have two roommates, and um, everyone has boyfriends and girlfriends, and they just decided to come and just make their quarantine universe finite, and we were really happy to have them. Well, and it was interesting, like, because you do the calculus and you start thinking about the Petri dish of roommates. And for a while you think like, well, George only lives with two people. Lauren only lives with two people. But then once you think boyfriends and girlfriends and roommates and, you know, suddenly the universe. And families. Yeah. Right. The the universe is like that. Um, it's, it's like the March Madness bracket, but going the other way, <laughs> like expanding out. So um, we have created a very small circle of four. And, um, yeah. And so I really, uh, so the first week, which was last week, so you, you are coming to the office, which you're really lucky to have an, uh, an office walking distance. No one else is in here. Hermetically sealed. You're seeing clients virtually. Um, I really focused last week just on, I just wanted everyone to get settled and have it, you know, just be, you're kind of just. Every day, hoping everybody stays healthy and everything's good and everyone settles in and gets comfortable. And your career 
in wiping, which you've been good at for quite some time, just wiping things down. I'm the official wiper. Oh, my God. Like, if anybody needs a wiper when this is all said and done, you've got to be, like, number one. Like, Lauren got a package today on the... um, in the mail, and she, she's like, oh, do you want to do your thing? So I just went out and got it, wiped it down, opened it, wiped the insides, because I have definitely <clears throat> embraced OCD full on. Well, and that's not to mock. Not to mock. Not to mock, because um, there was, and this is the true, this is a true story. There was a, a Wall Street Journal article written by a therapist saying, you know, my client with OCD seems to have the right idea and seemed really like mocky of the people who are suffering OCD. And I've been saying for a while, we're going to have a hard time unlearning some obsessions and compulsions on the back end of this. And I, I stand by that. But what I do, I toss that out. And I, I, I'm definitely, I don't know if it's a disorder, but I am compulsively I'm compulsively cleaning but that's my my way of controlling things like I feel like I'm keeping things finite and I'm wiping everything that comes in the house off maybe more than I need to probably more than I need to but I'm not going to that's just the thing I'm going to do Well and in a way I think we're George and Lauren and I are all grateful because you have taken that on. So you, everything that comes in the house, groceries, um, Amazon stuff, whatever, uh, you have kind of carried the mantle of being the, you know, the, the cleaner of everything that comes in. And so we know that we know that the universe remains pretty contained. So, you know, like that, the house is, you've kind of maintained that domain in a really COVID free way as best one can. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So and I wonder if that's happening in houses. You know what I mean? I haven't. I, I've been talking to a lot of people, but I don't know whether somebody's just carrying that role like you are. But I think I would guess that a lot of moms are. Don't you think? Like I, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 Although I have to say, like here in in this building, um, you and I came over here when we decided, like I'm going to keep working. I'm going to work from the office. Um, we came over here and we kind of cleaned the whole place out. Um, top to bottom, and I have maintained that. I kind of went to school on your methods, and so every morning I either replicate it or I touch nothing. I mean, there's a lot of things I used to. I'm. Turns out I touch things. Yeah. Pretty frequently. Oh. And I now touch nothing. I mean, I am very. And maybe we're all like, this is the obsessive compulsive thing. I know. When I touch a doorknob, like it is noteworthy in my head. Oh, for sure. And I sure. know like, you know, when I'm in the bathroom, I grab a paper towel, I open the door, I toss the paper towel without touching the part of the paper towel to touch the door. <laughs> and I think we're all kind of getting a little loco in in that way. Yeah. Which for now no, is probably the right thing. Right. No, everybody is, you know, they moved in very comfortably and we really didn't... Um, go crazy at first i thought we might you know put certain things in place you know for a few days but we really just everyone's is really good about washing their hands and not touching their face and um it just it just has worked and i'm which i'm super grateful for because um we didn't need to have a real like nervous uptight 
um, you know, conjoining of the two. <laughs> two households. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, right. And, and it, well, and it was pure joy, really. You know, I'm sure no one who knows me will be the least bit surprised. No. Um, even if you listen was, to the last podcast for just a few minutes, you will hear how much you were kind of like lobbying for George and Lauren to come out. I was lobbying and I was, um, and then just dealing with it personally. I really, I think I spent an entire week, you know, hoping. And I, it, we, you know, we mentioned, I would, I kept realizing I was shopping. And when I'd shop, I was grabbing things like, you know, we were having guests, hashtag George <laughs> and Lauren. So you, it, our, <laughs> you know, our... like shopping with, for things that we would not necessarily eat, but just, you know, more festive things. It was a dinner party. You were shopping like it was Christmas. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Let's be honest. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was, I would think, okay, they're settled. They're where they are. That makes more sense. And, and we've all day to day. Um, I think maybe it's, well, I don't know, but as this thing has progressed, we got it. Everybody got it more and more. It sunk in more and more. It changed, you know, every day, um, the process of it sinking in, uh, what this was and what it wasn't and what we could and what we couldn't do. And so, yeah, I was so glad that they were out of the city and that they wanted to, you know, come out and, and it just makes it just more, nicer for us <laughs> for a million oh, yeah. reasons that we know they're safe and um it's just the right now i think the degree of control people feel that they have you know is a means a lot because a lot of it's just anxiety and what's in our you know what, what we worry about if we can control it and have our people and have everything in order well i think a part of it is Actual control. Part of it's just having the perception of control, feeling like we're controlling oh, something, Oh, perception, right? yes. Yeah, I yes, mean, that's what I meant. You know, yes. we're, do we really control whether this thing could permeate the household? No, not not really. Um, oh, yeah, to a degree. But 100% uh, we yeah. do, and no, 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 we no, have no. completely. No, not, I wasn't making a joke, but yeah, it's just to a degree, a huge degree we do. Like, yeah. I, it probably makes no sense that I don't want to come to my studio every day and paint. I'm, I'm, I'm just set up painting in the house and it's just because I wanted, I just, I want finite movement. I want to, my personally want to move, you know, only where I need to move. I mean, I walk every day, but that's different. But I mean, going no, in buildings and out of buildings. That's the right thing. That's what I just we're felt supposed like to be doing. I, I would feel just more settled if I had all my stuff at home and I was just there. Um, and a lot of it is protecting now, you know, our little peeps. Right. And everybody else. No, I don't mean. I, and being responsible, you know, being responsible. They, they say stay home if you can stay home. Yeah, I mean, um, that's that's the little abstraction that we have to remember is like this is not um, – you, you keep hearing uh, – I've been watching um, Chris Cuomo who has COVID-19. Um, and he's um, – for those of you who know him, he's a CNN anchor. He is um, 
kind of this muscle-bound dude whose brother is the governor of of uh, New York, and um, and he is um, kind of in his basement, I think, because I think he's quarantined down there, uh, talking about what this is like. And um, where was I going with this? Where was I? Why did I bring him up? I don't know. What were you just saying? Um. Oh, that were it. it I was saying the you know it just feels better for me to move around in a really finite way. Know where I've been. I in my own head, just keep control of my movements. Yeah. Like like I can. I don't want to go to like I'll go to Trader Joe's and like maybe run into Walgreens if I have to, and then I come home and then I gotta just calm down. You know, I I, I can't go to this the post. I, I can't do a lot of things I can do one or two and then I have to get home and decompress and just wipe everything and just calm yeah I wonder if everybody's feeling the same state of alarm out you know like I find myself if I I haven't been to many stores thanks to you um because you've done so much of that but when I do I'm kind of like oh my god I gotta get out of here so fast and nobody better be near me and I've I've been I've crossed the line with a couple people that I would normally never cross where I'm like, hey, I need you to stay back here, you know, yeah. like really seriously. So Chris, Chris Cuomo, I, to circle back to that, what he said was, um, I'm in my basement um, and I am doing my show and you guys need to behave, every single one of you, like me. I'm quarantining myself to protect my family. This has nothing to do with me. And, and you quarantining yourself has nothing to do with you. It has to do with everybody else. It has to do with protecting other people and stopping the flow yeah. of the thing, stopping the transfer. You know what I mean? Like, so in a way, what we're being asked to do is this kind of very selfless act, right? It's like, I'm going to stay home and not move. So, so we stop this thing collectively, right? This is a, this is a mission that 7 billion of us are in together, 325 million, depending on how you're looking at your populace, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the, that's the little abstraction is like that recognition, like, you know, well, you might get it, but even if you do, or, or whether you do or don't, you still need to do the same thing. You still need to quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Shelter in place hard. Um, I we, we want to want this to be light <laughs> and we just kind of wanted to check in, but I did, you mentioned Chris Cuomo, and um, a friend Eileen was telling me that, and it was kind of interesting. I, now that I have George and Lauren and Lucy in the house, and you know we're all you mean settled. You or we? You we. Me, I mean me, now me, we. Right, okay. I, I I don't watch the news. I don't watch the updates. I don't watch the press conferences. I don't. I realize, for me and for my sanity. I can't get to I, I stay real micro about it. Um and I think a lot of people do. It's a day it's one day at a time. And and I don't want I don't want to I don't want to look at graphs and maps and you know and 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 I don't I, I don't I don't want to mock politicians and I don't you know I just don't want to take that stuff in. But um I've seen a couple of videos from docs that are on the front lines that have been very helpful about how it spreads and how it doesn't. And that just the, the, you know, nuts and bolts 
has been very helpful because otherwise you're just like, you know, freaked out. Yep. Um, Dr. And- Tim Leahy, by the way, that is the guy I'm following. Love him. He's encouraging, uh, informative, and, you know, and easy. And, and kind he, of funny. He, he works with COVID patients every day, all day, Every right? day, all day. Yeah. And then um, there, you can look it up and find it. And I haven't watched it, but Eileen was telling me that, is it a pulmonologist, pulmonary yeah. doc, uh, talked to Chris, and I thought this was interesting. He was talking about, like, you're going to feel like laying down, get up, move around, walk around, hold your breath for 10 seconds. It's kind of like how to manage it. Stretch your you're torso. Going, yeah, pound, like pound on your back. It's like uh, you want to keep moving. You're going to want to lay down, but um, pneumonia likes when Settles. you lay down. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, that that's just um I, I thought that was interesting and almost um I don't know. I I I, I liked that. Well, I, I so, like that information and and also that you can do something actively to um help things go, you know, the right way. Well, and I will say like it is it actually is encouraging to watch Cuomo, no matter where we are, that's not a political statement or anything. It's just, this is a guy, right? And, um, and I kind of, I get a kick out of him kind of because he's super intense and he seems like, like you bug eyed it all the time. Like he's got so much energy and, um, and he really believes and this doc, that, that pulmonologist, and that's exactly who it was told him, yeah, you got to keep moving and you can, you got to fight this thing. If you have it, you can fight it. And you can watch this guy speaking. And as he's talking about what Eileen's talking about, I watched that video, you can see him like gaining this this kind of surge of strength. You know what I mean? Like he's like... Oh, Chris? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, no, I, I, I believe I have it. a wife. I have kids. This is... I'm not going anywhere. And that you feel like, oh, yeah, you're not. Like, and not... Listen... You know, if you're super sick and you're on a ventilator and, you know, there are certain things you can't do. That's not that's not what he's talking about. And he makes that caveat. Right. And we're not we're not we're not looking to we're not glossing over anything. We're just chatting. I just. Yeah. And I think we agree. It's I've I never heard that. And that's interesting to know. It's like, don't just don't just lay down. You're going to want to lay down, you know, get up, move around. Um, And I think he asked him. Could you hold your breath for 10 seconds? And Chris is like, boy, I, I don't know. He said, I don't think I could. And and he's like, well, try. Do it, right? Like Everything he said, everything Chris said he couldn't do, the guy said, do it. This guy called him, by the way, out of the blue. One cool thing about Cuomo's story is all these people. He said, I have this new network. I knew a lot of people before, but I have this new network of people reaching out and, like, you know, and actually, like, wanting to talk to me. Like, doctors wanting to talk to me and, you know, almost like... You're you're out there as an example here, so you need to do these things, you know, like you need and you need to stand up and you know um, do the show and talk about your process, and part of it's probably honestly psychological, like you know, like being told like you know, can you do this? No, do it now. You know what I mean? And then you realize, oh, I can hold my breath for ten seconds. I'm going to get up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try the next thing. I'm going to walk. I'm going to do my TV show, you know, like. One, to know that it's literally, uh, it literally helps you fight it, um, I, I think is really invaluable information. I know that there's probably other 
circumstances or other things you need to take into consideration, but just knowing that, oh, I got to go, you know, a lot of people think I got to just get rest. I got to get in bed. I don't, I shouldn't move around. I like, you know, they would think it's sort of counterintuitive. It's very counterintuitive. Well, especially when um, one element I don't know if Eileen told you about is Cuomo also at the end of this talk says he is actually immune compromised. Like, you know, he has a weakened immune system oh. and, um, and, and still this guy was pressing him like, yeah, okay. Like, hold your breath, stand up, you know, stretch out and, you know, talk and talk and talk and talk. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I liked that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I mean, knowing that. Yeah. Right. So if we were doing a gut wellness check, um, how are you doing through this thing? Um, I, you know, I just, I see it in like, I had the week where I, I was wondering if George and Lauren were going to come out and then I would be like, oh, you know what? They're not. And that's fine. They're, they're settled. They're good. That's good. And then I would, you know, would wake up teary. And so I, I feel like I, that was like a whole, I don't know why, but that seemed like a whole week. And then, um, I can't remember when I found out they were coming. Oh, it was the next week, I guess. Or I guess they decided on a Friday. Yeah, George just FaceTimed me and he said, you know what? We're coming. Actually, it was Thursday. He FaceTimed me. He said, we're coming. Um, and I think we're coming tonight because there'd been a, there was a, a lot of roommate movement um, going <laughs> right. on, kind of extraordinary circumstances. So I think they just decided, you know what? Let's just shrink our our world for a while. Yeah. And so I said, okay, just pack up your stuff and go to Lauren's. And then I just wanted really a, a day to get everything organized for them so they could come in and with all their stuff and, you know, settle in. Cause I was, right. I mean, it was a little not long-term at all. You know, it was a little anxiety-inducing then to think about how do we incorporate them and, you know, to keep everything cool and everyone safe. But um, it was pretty seamless. Yeah, it was pretty seamless. And actually, George gave me a good cue. Um, He's just like, hey, listen, we're not, you know, we're not looking to come into a um, high anxiety anxiety house. And I was just like, done. Like, forget, you know, we were going to have you separate bathrooms for a while and, you know, whatever and we just decided you know what everyone just wash their hands and let's just go for it i mean we were responsible but we yeah. didn't put a lot of and we it's didn't, been a long long enough yeah. that you know it, it, it actually worked out pretty well so now with them here for 10 days do you doing better oh yeah yeah so yeah then this last week i was just um all about getting them settled and having it, you know, moving through the days and getting, you know, stocking up and tidying up and, you know, getting everybody in their rhythm and making sure, you know, Lauren, they both are working from home. They both sometimes have calls. And we ultimately moved, set Lauren up in a, um, a, one of the bedrooms upstairs, made an office for her because she didn't want to worry if she had to be on a call, that she, we had to be quiet. So it's just been a kind of a week of getting settled and getting, I just wanted everyone to feel super comfy. And, um, so I was just, so that was last week. And then, you know, now I'm finally getting, um, I'm adding (laughs) baby steps. I'm adding 
you know, I'm getting my all my art stuff home, and I I'm start, I started painting today. So you can get into your rhythm, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I've been working out and moving, and so that's good. But yeah, I I, I need to add something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, How about you? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I, I so. You know, I, we, we, you and I have joked around like, oh yeah, this is perfect for me. You know, um, it's not perfect for me. Obviously I, I feel the same kind of like hum, consistent hum of anxiety that we all do. And, um, uh, it's interesting because, um, I think I've shared here often enough that I tend toward anxiety more than anything else. I'm not a depressed person. I, you know, um, I usually idle pretty high. And, um, and I read a piece that really resonated with me, um, written by somebody who's anxious and has panic attacks. And once this started, people reached out to this writer and said, wow, um, how, how do I handle all this anxiety I'm feeling? I'm having panic attacks and I'm super anxious and I wake up worried. And she's like, I don't know, I'm feel, I feel better. I feel chiller. I feel more relaxed. And I think, and, and I'm finding that in my clients I'm working with, the people who tend to be really anxious it comes way down and um, and in a crisis. And I remember feeling this way oddly after 9-11. I mean, in, in times of crisis, I feel really calm. And part of it is, and I was thinking like, why is that? After my brother committed suicide, I felt calm after that. I, um, and, uh, and that first one, uh, the, the first thing, oh, 9-11 and then Tom. So these happened three months apart. And I remember thinking, well, that's the worst thing I could have imagined. And it just happened. And now I'm here, we have to figure out now what to do. You know what I mean? Like now we have to kind of marshal our forces and figure out what to do. And I think I'm in that mode a little bit. And um, so I'm kind of in this like, okay, one thing I know to do, like, you know, where I, my anchor is like, I'm going to work. I'm going to help other people through this and talk to people. And, um, and that's been interesting and, um, and good. It's been good. That, that part's been good for me. And, um, and I am, and I think everybody in my profession probably is thinking about how to help somebody through something new, right? Mm -hmm. So this is not that we, we can't refer to something for this, you know? Um, and so, um, and what I'm finding is that, um, this is, so those of you who are thinking about coming to me, here's a little, here's probably what you're going to get. I'm finding that none of us have solutions necessarily for this is exactly how you're supposed to do this, right? Um, I've changed my tune several times on how families are supposed to do this, how people are supposed to go mm -hmm. through this, and I'll probably change it again, you know? So I don't think there's a right way. I think it's just like talking it out and people talking about like, what this is like for them, what it's like for the little culture in their little circle, whether it's going okay, whether there's work to do there. And it's very individualized. And it's interesting because a lot of kids are talking about like um, big picture, what's this going to be like? You know what? So this is for your average 17-year-old. A lot of guys and girls are talking about like, oh, there's, there are corrections that are going to happen. Like, we'll, we'll go back to school next year, but part of it's going to be e-learning. Part of it's going to be, like, I don't think we're spending seven hours in there. Kids are saying that, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I think um, my mom and dad will probably go back to work, but I bet it's not all day. I bet they spend part of the time doing something else. I bet hmm. people work a lot less because people are realizing, oh, I can be way more efficient than 
getting in the car or getting in the train, like I realized during this time, oh, I get a lot done just right here, you know? So um, it's interesting to hear kids muse about like what good can come of this in the long run, you know, like because most of the kids I've talked to specifically today are saying like, oh yeah, I think we're going to be like the, the work week is going to be shorter and people are going to be way more efficient and we're going to have um, a really stimulated economy. A couple of kids have said, because we've got to be like medically prepared for all this stuff now. Now we know something we didn't know before. And so there's, there are, there's a whole slew of new industries we're going to have to, we're going to be inclined to begin or to cultivate anew because of what's going on. Right. It's, it's really kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, you know, people who, you know, you're lucky because you have an office, like I said, that you can go to, so you can do your work. It's virtual, but you're in, you can get up, you get up every day and leave the house. And that's probably, you know, good for all of us not to have one more person like kind of ruminating around. Um, I do think there are people that, yes, they can do their work at home, but they miss the, they miss that process. They miss going downtown. They miss being with the people at work. It, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not going to be all, oh, gosh, I can do this at home. No. <laughs> in fact, I, I agree with you. And in fact, we're all out of sync and out of rhythm. Let's yeah. face that. Like, you know, and we're going to want some of our rhythm back. And, and even if that means I don't have to go in, but we need a little separation here because that's natural, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, like, literally, physically, we're out of sync and out of rhythm. Can I tell a story on you that I have done also? I don't know. I mean, yes. I'll try it. Um, so this morning, you um, made your cup of coffee, and then you moved away from the coffee maker and kind of just rammed it into a cabinet, and coffee kind of spilled, right? Yeah. So I noticed that I think I've done that three or four times in here. I've like, spilled so many things. So I think that's part of it. I <laughs> I tripped walking to work the other day. Oh. I tripped over myself. Yeah. You know, I almost went down like face planted. And I realized like, oh, I'm totally out of rhythm here. Yeah. I, like this isn't none of this feels right. Everything feels like another planet I landed on. You know what I mean? Like and uh <laughs> and I will share that um you do not want to be the guy right now who is like kind of gingerly walking to work with his briefcase because you look like a jerk who doesn't care about the rules. <laughs> like I just look like I'm going to the office. Yeah, no, like, John's been stopped see, see by the police a couple times. I've been stopped by the police. Lagrange police to see, like ask him where he's going. Think about how trippy this is. Think about how um, very like Sergeant Pepper's this moment is. I'm walking to work. Nobody's around anywhere. Very weird. And um, a... A police a policeman, an officer in a smart car, which is six feet long, shows up next to me like a snail. He just walks up next to me and pulls me over, basically. Like, you know, excuse me, sir. And I stop for the cop while I'm walking. Because it's at sidewalk. eight in the morning and you are a guy with a briefcase. Yeah. Like, look, looking are like you're headed for the train. You going to the bank, sir? Oh. You know, are you an essential service? You know, and I'm like, I'm a therapist. And it he's sounds like, like the Twilight Zone. It's so weird. And, um, yeah. And, uh yeah, effectively, the police are not, uh, they like the idea of the teletherapy, it turns out. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the guy asked for your card. And he got it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was shocked at that. 
I was shook at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was kind of like, for a moment, this is the truth. I was kind of like, are you bringing me in? Like, let's see where this, like, I, I want to see. I can't fit in your car. <laughs> let's do the whole thing, you know, like, because I haven't been arrested yeah. legit since I was 20. Which is a great story unto itself, which I'm we'll tell sure it, it one time on the. Uh, I was arrested for underage drinking. I know, and you're, you've never had a drink in your life. Never had a drink, I including that, that night. Fab, fantastic, but I did hard time, about three hours in the holding cell with my buddy Mike. Uh, we'll tell the whole story another time. But that's that's virtually it. <laughs> Sorry, did I check out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You clearly don't care about my police encounters. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah. So, so I'm overall. Uh, Doing pretty well. I like having George and Lauren here. I like having Lucy, the dog. I like having a dog around, man, yeah, a she's lot. she's so cute and so funny. And she, yeah, follows me around. I was trying to work out this morning, and she, I was dying laughing, at, wishing that it was all on video because she, you know, I would start, I would be doing sit-ups <laughs> or something, and then all of a sudden her head was just right, <laughs> right, she stuck her head right in, you know, Right in front of my face, she just would not let me do it. It was so funny. Anyway, she's and we, she is so excited in the morning when we all wake up. She just is so excited. But Lucy squeals. Lucy will mess with you because she's super excited when for me. For me, she's super excited when when I wake up. She she pokes me for uh, like like <laughs> affection, and then and then she's ambivalent. Like she might look. At my eyes, she might kind of look through me like you're an idiot, you know, <laughs> or she'll like get on a chair and turn her back to me like rude. <laughs> but I love her and I'll probably take her for I've a been walk taking tonight. her for long walks and giving her treats. So she, she follows me a lot. <laughs> Every time, everything I do, she's just sitting there staring at me. You're always feeding her. That's part of it. Um, no, I'm not. I'm very balanced about it. <laughs> Liar. You I, gave her a bratwurst. Tell the truth. Not a bratwurst. Pretty much. A piece of one. How many a pieces? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I hope everyone is hanging in there. Um, I know everyone's hanging in there. Everyone's, you know. Well, most, most of my clients best. effectively say, what choice do we have? Right. We're, we're going to hang in there. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's what we're, we're going to do. And we're going to try to stop by here um, and be as supportive as we can. And, um, and if there's anything you guys want us to like muse about, we're here to muse, right? We're here to talk. Yeah. Talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just some really <sighs> fabulous news. Um, my book is now published in Turkish. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety in Turkey, um, I don't know if you have a, a, a shelter order, um, but Amazon um, Turkey probably would uh, oh, yeah. shuffle you a copy to read during the cover. Uh, it's really cool. I, oh, I will post the cover, yeah. You did, I think, didn't you? No. Oh, uh-oh. No, I'm saving the, that for something special. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping to do some book signings in in, in Istanbul. Oh, whoa, whoa, that was. Uh, um, I'm hoping to do some book <laughs> signings in Istanbul. <laughs> um, all right, so we um, should get home to the kiddos. Julie's looking at her phone. <laughs> What's happening? What are I you? I just want to see what time it was. <laughs> all right, uh, this is better. 
we will talk to you guys next time. All right. Love you guys. Love, love you, honey. Love you, honey. Bye. Bye. Be safe.